Hello and welcome to the DJ Force Turning Conversation Podcast, episode 155. And my very, very special guest on today's show is Harley Flanagan from the band Chromags. Uh, they have got a new album out on Friday. It's, in fact, it's their first album in 20 years. And it's almost 20 years to the, probably to the day that I saw them live um, as well. So this is kind of crazy. It was really crazy for me. I'm still buzzing from it, to be honest. Um, literally got off the phone with him half an hour ago already edited up the uh, the interview literally just it was a crop at the start crop at the end and that was it there was nothing else to really edit apart from that uh which was absolutely great and, and it was a great chat we had um but their out new album is absolutely fantastic please go check it out they've got a couple of singles out right now uh, i can recommend from the grave which was one of the first singles they released and yeah i just i love this band i it just it took me back uh to when i was 20 years younger um throwing shapes getting pushed around in the pit dodging flying turning kicks and whatnot um but yeah no it, it was great i can't really put in much much more words than that but i hope you guys enjoy it as much as i did doing it so um but yeah apart from that i just want to thank everyone for downloading these shows over quarantine um now they're kind of like they're easing in various places of the world they're easing in the uk here i'm back at work next week so you know they're kind of letting us out and uh yeah i just want to thank everyone that's been supporting doing this um during this time i'm really glad that you guys are here and enjoying the ride we're going to continue doing this we're not going to do it every day like i have been during quarantine it's probably going to go to a weekly bi-weekly basis um but also the really exciting news as well is the return of crossing the streams which long-term listeners will know uh, that that is my uh, multi-genre metal mix show, uh, kind of where I do a, like a, a club mix of rock and metal uh, remixes, uh, mixing with a bit of dance music here and there as well, just to kind of like cut up the the, the stuff. But um, no, we're returning that on Total Rock. Uh, the powers that be at Total Rock are very enthusiastic about that as well. We're swapping it the same time slot as in conversation, which this is now just going to be a podcast as of that date. So I've got a few more Sundays left of posting up my interviews and conversations, um, but then we're going to go back to the music mix show. So I'm very much, very hyped for that. And I've got a couple of like uh, back-to-back episodes or the old versus episodes that I used to have. Um, I'm now going to call them back-to-back because it's not really a competition. It's just a bit of fun. But I've got a couple of people lined up for that as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun with it and i'm really really looking forward to it um because it's something i have missed over the past year and uh it's something that i really want to get back to and here we are uh so total rock this is still a so it was still will still be associated with total rock this podcast um but also um i'll have my multi-mix show um on there as well which is something that is more of a passion on that front as well it kind of keeps me in the in the djing mood if you will um and i certainly missed it over this sort of lockdown period and all that kind of stuff but i literally only got off the phone with harley half an hour ago and i've cropped it and and this is the interview in all its bones and everything like that um i hope you guys enjoy it as much as i did doing it um like i said i've got a few more this week i've definitely got my dj one for next week um, i want to thank everyone for downloading the ones last week um again thanks to broadside uh call me malcolm um thunder mother local h and the awesome Cutmaster swift so guys this is harley of chromags enjoy
thank you very much for doing this first and foremost oh man um, pleasure I really appreciate it you, you like I when I got the opportunity to do this is this like um took me back a few years <laughs> as it may back in the UK I was uh when I was in my sort of like late teens early 20s I was very much into my hardcore and specifically the New York scene which you guys were part of being in London obviously it doesn't help because you're quite far away but um yeah having seen you guys live and everything as well um it's an absolute damn pleasure to speak to you well man thank you so much it's a pleasure to be on your show bro thank excellent you. excellent well um yeah uh your new album uh that's what we're here to talk about and um it's called uh in the beginning and is out uh the end of this week actually the 19th of june yeah yeah um, like nice day that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's like it's so it's so long in the waiting. You know? I was going to say it's been twenty years. It's been twenty years since I've seen you live as well. Because I worked it out, it was around the year two thousand. Yeah. Um, in London at the Underworld, a mm-hmm. uh, very sweaty show. I remember it being. Uh, I don't yeah. remember much else because my my memory is hazy after twenty years. But um, um, I was like I say, I was very much into you guys. You know, like other bands like Earth Crisis, Vision Disorder, Sick of It All, all that kind of stuff as well. Um, but no, you guys were really like I really loved the album you had out at the time, um, Revenge. Um, there was a track on there that I really loved. It was called Pressure Drop. And, yes. uh, yeah, no, I, I just like, it's one of my sort of like all term favorite, like hardcore songs, if you oh, will. Right. So, um, uh, hopefully you'll, 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 there's, uh, some stuff on the new album that you'll, uh, there is, there is. Much and, uh, I'm actually in the studio now again. I'm already like recording the, for the next album because oh, wow. you know, we've obviously had some time, uh, all this quarantine business so like i was supposed to be on tour but mm. instead i wound up uh writing a whole bunch of new material so i've been recording and just kind of you know um trying to keep busy until we're, yeah. we're able to get on the road next year yeah yeah, yeah no i mean that's really cool i look forward to hearing that but this this album uh the first track i heard was from the grave um which i thought was really good um the guys at um the PR sent that to me and then um, that, that actually obviously once this opportunity came through I got a, to hear the whole album um, and I must say it's absolutely brilliant it took me it took me back um, <laughs> to like when I when I could throw shapes and things like that in the pit and whatnot <laughs> um, being like 40 now it kind of it, it I dislocate well, things doing that so 40, 40 I wish I was 40 man 40 is great oh yeah <laughs> uh, no well I'm, I'm glad you you liked it you know um yeah, it was a lot of fun you know, working on it, you know, and, uh, you know, now I got two record labels behind me. I, I, you know, I can start recording more and, yeah. and uh, try to keep busy. You know, it's, 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 I'm feeling really good. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I really like the final test. That was one of my favorite tracks off the new album. Um, I think it was around track six or seven. I think that was, um, I, I- remember. I mean, yeah. And you notice it's obvious, it's different on the single than it is on the album yeah. itself. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, no, we, tried, we tried to mix it up a little so that you know it wasn't exactly the same on the singles. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I was going to say it takes it in a, a few different like sort of styles and stuff like that. But I like kind of like the, the the sort of groove that you guys have is just obviously you being the bass player as well. Uh, you, you kind of contribute to that too. Also, you know, the fact that I, I'm a drummer uh, originally, so mm. like me and uh, my drummer, we really you know we communicate really well. Really you know, good. a lot of times I'll have ideas and. I'll explain stuff to him and, you know, because he, you know, he's just 
a, a badass. You know, he, he can take like take it to another level. You know, he takes it to eleven. Where you know, I can take it to ten. He can take it to eleven. You know, and uh, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I got some really talented guys on this album. It's a yeah. lot of fun to record with them. No, that's really cool. I can definitely hear it. I mean, there's a definite, there's there's a lot of power behind the album. Um, I found, like I said, it kind of, it kind of, it, it literally moved me, like as in physically wanting me, you know, wanting to sort of like hark back to that, and it, it kind of gave me that real kind of like, um, yeah, just that. I don't know if it was a nostalgic kick, but that 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 impetus to move, if you will. That's good. That's good. I mean, that, that's really what it's all about, you know. I mean, uh, I've always felt that, you know my music if, if if done right it should inspire uh movement yes. like you say no it should inspire the, the, the your body to want to dive into the pit or just to swing your fists and or you know to skateboard or to surf yeah. or to you know jump out of a fucking airplane or <laughs> you know whatever it is that gets your adrenaline whatever it, it, you know that's always been what this genre has been for me you know a, a way to release you know um i mean you know i play a lot of different styles of music i listen to a lot of different types of music but this is you know if i'm not playing what what you hear me play mm. on record you know that's really the only style that releases that uh that all of that shit that's inside me you know after i'm done i feel like i uh I worked out or I feel like I, you know, I feel like I had a fight or like I just fucked my brains out. Or I just like feel like I just, you know, shot my fucking load in every way. Like, you know, physically I'm mangled, you know, you know, my fingers hurt, my body hurts. I'm sweating my ass off and I know I just fucking worked really hard and I feel really good. You know, yeah. that whole release, you know, if I'm not getting that experience out of it, then something's missing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, definitely. Definitely. I went, I went, I was in a band for a while as well and we kind of made the sort of aggressive side of music and definitely, yeah, there's a definite release when you're, when you're sort of like on, Absolutely. when you're performing or even if you're writing, there's that kind of, still that kind of element. Yeah. I mean, just even for me, just playing the instrument, I, you know, performing is fun because you get to, you know, interact with the energy of the crowd and stuff, but Honestly, you know, just playing, even you know, practicing with my guys is, is I fuck, I love it. You know, I mean, when we did the the quarantine show, you know, I was playing in front of nobody, but mm. you know, I, you could tell I was still having fun because I was, you know, yeah, still working up a sweat, still having a good old time. Uh, you know, I love what you do, man. If yeah, not, you know, you gotta do something else. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And um, no, that the quarantine show was good fun. I did watch a bit of that, okay. so that was good fun. Um, was, well, uh, so I was hoping to do the actual gig we had booked that yes. day, but you know, it's like, hey, you know what? You, you got to make the best uh, out of even a shitty situation, yeah. right? You know, that's it's one thing that you know. One thing about punk rock and hardcore and, and poverty, you know, yeah. you learn. You, you learn how to make a, a good situation out of a shitty one. Yeah, no, that was, I was going to ask you how how the sort of like quarantine has been treating you because like I've I've spoken to a few bands during this time and and like at the beginning a lot of it was kind of like um, I think the term was building a plane in flight, you know, because not, not many people knew exactly what they what yeah. what they needed to do or what they you know obviously some bands figured it out eventually you know a lot of live performances sort of came out but how how has that been for you with with an album? like promotion wise and stuff like that well you know it sucks again that like we did have a, a bunch of shows 
lined up for this summer that got canceled. So obviously that sucks. I was look, I was really looking forward to that. But um, you know, I always try to be productive in some way, shape, or form. So while I've been home, I've been writing. You know, I mean, I've written, I wrote like over 65 tunes since oh, wow. I mean not all the lyrics but I mean I've written over 65 pieces of music literally like probably like 67 or 8 and I've been going into the studio over the past few weeks and recording them and so you know by the time this thing ends you know I'm going to have next year's album and more amazing you know if not done at least mostly done or partially done you know I mean yeah. You know, my drummer came over. We were supposed to be on tour, and he lives in Germany. You oh know, wow! My drummer, my drummer lives in Hamburg, so he's been here this whole time. He got stuck here, <laughs> which been great for us because oh, yeah. you know we've been getting to play together and we've been getting we've been able to write. So we are taking advantage of the time to record. I mean, you know, all you have is now. Mm. Yep. That's, that's all you have. You know, the past is gone and you don't know what the fuck is, is ways ahead. You, you know, you can make all the plans you want, but you got to live in the moment and, and be productive every day that you are alive and breathing. And so I'm not, you know, yeah, I wish I was on tour right now, but you know what? I fucking love playing. I love writing. I love being in the studio. Um, I'm tracking with Steve Zing, uh, the bass player from the, uh, Danzig, yes. uh, he's an old friend of mine, uh, great sound man. And, uh, Arthur Rizik is also going to be involved with the production again. So I, I got a great production team and obviously great players and, you know, fuck it, man, you know, be productive, man. <laughs> yeah. Every day that you're back, man, even stuck in your house, people are like, ah. Oh. You know, whenever my son says, I'm bored, I'm like, yeah, do push-ups. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bored, Give him some today. Yeah, I'm like, well, fuck, you're bored? Uh, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> you know, do yeah. something. No, that's, I mean, that's the kind of yeah. thing I've had. Like, whenever I've, I've, I've not been, I don't think I've been bored, like, during, during this lockdown side of things. I mean, I've been interviewing people like yourself, a lot of musicians, because everyone's at home. Um, but oh, also, yeah. I've, got, I've got my own family as well, so I've been homeschooling the kids. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you got to fucking roll with the punches, man. You never know what life is going to throw at you, man. You know, yeah. and people fucking, you know, everybody's bitching about shit and like, you know, quarantine, quarantine. I'm like, man, you fucking kidding me, man? You know, this this ain't shit, man. You know, imagine if you were like, you know, imagine fucking, you know, think about motherfuckers who were like hiding out, you know, in World War II, like hiding behind walls for like waiting for a war to end. I can't leave at all because somebody's going to fucking try to kill me if I go outside. Yeah. Like, and you're fucking... <laughs> You're bitching because you've been fucking in quarantine for a few months. Like, yeah, you know, fucking sometimes life is a motherfucker, you know. And that, yeah, and, and you got to deal with it. Yeah, no, exactly. So, the thing is you, you just have to fucking deal with it, you know. Yeah. And this has been a confusing, complicated time, you know. Now everybody's starting to get pissed off about the quarantine, this and that. You know, but quite frankly, this is a new frontier man yep. nobody knew what to expect we kind of had to lock down just to try to keep everybody safe until we figured it out until yep. we know what the fuck is going on you know god willing they'll come up with you know vaccines and our immune systems will start to to uh, develop uh, against this type of shit like like we have like has happened in the past yeah but i think that it was important that that you know 
our our leaders, you know, not that I consider my my president any kind of a leader, but my governor, my 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 you know my mayor, that they'd yeah. lock down. They 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 needed they needed to do that shit. Yeah, you know, and maybe it was a bit extreme, but now we know. Yeah, and now we are gonna you know now hopefully you know. When and I'm not going to say if, but when this type of shit happens again, because it's inevitable now that, you know, the cat's been let out of the bag, the shit's going to happen again, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, whether evolution, you know, causes more pandemics or whether, you know, uh, biological terrorism or fucking, you know, biological warfare, shit like this will happen again. So hopefully, you know, we learn enough from this time around so that we can handle ourselves well in the future yeah yeah definitely at least to stem the flow of it because if you know yeah. anything does happen you know, like you say biological warfare or ter- whatever um, you know now that, now that like people have seen what kind of uh what kind of uh how effective this was as yeah. far as terrorism goes you know they've seen the, they've seen how much uh economic damage and how much uh fear that they were able to put out there with this you yeah. know it's it's inevitable that that some scum fuck is going to use this as a way to um you know yeah make their point yep yep no, no definitely definitely no i can see that happening <laughs> definitely um <laughs> what i want to take i'll take you on to now is um uh obviously I, I, you were part of a film recently or last oh, year yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, between yeah. wars yeah um, I've, 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 unfortunately, I've only seen the trailer for it. Um, I've not been able to see the whole film um, yeah, as of yet. You can, uh, for everybody, any, for anybody out there interested, if uh, you can um, watch it on Vimeo, it's available now. Um, it was, uh, it's. They were looking for distributors. There was a bunch of people that were interested, and then again, you know, this Corona thing hit, and yeah. that really threw a curveball at everybody. And uh, so. Um, you know, with the success of the show that I did, you know, we got like over 200,000 views on that thing. And then like, uh, you know, Ice-T just recently put out a movie uh, um, on the internet the same way we did. You know, yeah. it just seemed, you know, again, like, you know, in this, you know, when things like this happen, you have to adjust, you have to pivot and, and try to, you know, obviously people aren't going out to movies anymore. So the idea of trying to put it in a theater or anything like that, that went kind of down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but you know what? Fortunately, in this day and age, we have the ability to uh, reach out to each other, even if it's via the internet or this or that. You know, we can still communicate. We can still interact. And we can still do great things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Uh, could you tell us a bit about the film, if that's all right? I mean, I, I know you're a part yeah. of it and you've done some of the soundtrack yeah. as well. Uh, well, exactly. I mean, Chromex have uh, three songs in it. I actually have another tune in it that I did uh, that isn't Chromex, but it, um, and uh, I played uh, a part in it. Um, I'm like, um, my character's name is McManus. He's like a low-level Irish uh, gangster, like um, works for a, a drug dealer and uh, operates an underground fight club in the basement of his bar. <laughs> and um, it's you know it's it's that it was a fun part to play. Nice, uh, especially since you know 
And, and it goes down in the Bronx, which is funny because I live like I can walk to the Bronx. I'm like walking distance from the Bronx. I, I do have Irish blood. I did use to fight in underground fight clubs. So the whole thing kind of was an easy role for me. Yeah. Like it really, I didn't, I didn't actually have to act very much. All I had to do was like, okay, I, I can, I can recall situations like this, you know, so it was pretty easy where that went. But, um, but the the the, thing, the the story is about a, a combat veteran, a, a marine who comes back with uh, post traumatic stress disorder, and basically returns to his old neighborhood, which is just like you know, all his friends are like total fuck ups, and and so he has to return to this life that he basically was trying to escape in a way. Yeah. And now he's coming back, and he's all fucked up in his head from from the war, and. How is he coping with it? And uh, Michael Imperioli from uh, Goodfellas, from Goodfellas and The Sopranos, he is psychologist and uh, also ex marine uh, in the movie, who's uh, counseling the, the main guy. Yeah. So it's cool. Cool. It's interesting. I th- I'm, I'm going to have to get. It. I, di- I didn't realize it was on Vimeo. I should. Uh, I was yeah. going to check it out. Cause oh, I'm a big like independent film fan anyway. Um, yeah, no, this was, bro, you know, if you're a fan of independent films, this is really, this was really cool, you know, I mean, we filmed this shit in like nine days. Oh, wow. Uh, during, during a fucking heat wave. I mean, it was like, we were sweat fucking balls. He did the shit for like 10 grand. We had one camera, you know, mm. and the fucking thing came out good, man. Uh, and like the characters in it, you know, like all the gang members in it are like actual bloods. Like they are all real gang members. They're all like ex convicts and, and real, real dudes. And the guy that I get into it, I'm not going to say much about what happens, but the guy that I get into it at the end, you know, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, general butt naked from Liberia, but he's like a, a tribal warlord who used to like, um, you know, go into battle naked. That's how he got the name he, because he thought that he couldn't get pierced by bullets if he was naked. And then he would do like voodoo rituals and like cannibalistic shit, like yeah. people and stuff before he would go into bat, like crazy shit. The guy that I do, uh, go up against in the <laughs> one of his uh, like child soldiers. Okay. I mean, these, this guy is like no fucking joke. You know, like this, this dude, you know, you want to talk about like, crazy shit you know mm. look up general butt naked on youtube okay <laughs> you right. fuck, and when people you know next time people start thinking their life sucks all right put that shit on and be like <laughs> wow hell exists and the shit is on earth and there's a bunch of fucking ill motherfuckers with machetes running around <laughs> You know, and yeah, so like the people in this movie, you know, yeah, <laughs> these cats are no joke, man. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they scary. Well, guess what? They weren't acting. No. They, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No, look, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out then. I didn't realize, like I said, I didn't realize it was on Vimeo. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, I've got a couple of questions left for you. Uh, I'll let you get on with the rest of your day. Um, right. um, but what I want to know is, is these are sort of more about your sort of like, um, about yourself generally. Um, but it's what I want to find out are your three albums that really 
made an impact on your life the one that made you like want to take up drums or play bass or sing or you know the one that just sort of got you into music anything like that i'm just looking for like those sort of like three albums it's so difficult for Mm. me because i have such a wide range of music that i love and listen to um you know i could answer that question in different ways you know like you know what are the three if i was to say what are the three records that maybe influenced my style of songwriting the most or or my style of playing the most or you know because if i was to say what three records i mean you know god I, i you know like the first record i bought was probably like it was either music in the key of life by stevie wonder or like or headhunters or secrets by herbie hancock i don't remember which and like i grew up you know loving you know bob marley and um billy holiday and santana and listening to all kinds of crazy shit and then you know and then my mother got me the sex pistols album like the week or so after it came out she just happened to be in england and you know (laughs) i was really into music and she went into a record store and you know she knew i I was already a musician i was playing music already and she went record store and said you know what's the new what's cool what are the kids listening to now and the guy like said this and he gave her the sex pistols never mind the bollocks and the damned first album and uh and a bunch of stiff records like um you know like the damned first singles on stiff and like nick lowe and reckless eric and ian dory and a bunch of other shit that was like that was like just on the fringe of punk you know so that like you know had that not happened you know i would have probably been like a funk or jazz dude (laughs) that was the road i was going down yeah but um you know but the yeah the sex pistols like changed my life and then of course i just like started grabbing anything and everything punk and anything that was even weird you know because at that point it wasn't so definitive you know you could you know anything that was even remotely not mainstream you would at that point check out yeah. just because it was different you know and then uh until punk became more defined mm. then it was like this is punk yes you know yeah and, and then of course the same process happened with hardcore like you know in the in the beginning it was more loosely you know yeah and it became more like this is what it's this is the stereotype of how it's supposed to be yes yeah, and you get all the um, offshoots of the subgenres of it as well. So. Yeah, yeah. And I always find that the first generation of shit is the really interesting one because there's no rules yet. Yeah. So everybody, everybody's kind of doing their own take on it, I think. You know, and that's why it's interesting, you know? Yeah. But uh, for me, the records that... <clears throat> I'd have to say, the Bad Brain's first cassette, mm. which wasn't even an album, it was a cassette... <laughs> Or that that was changed my life. You know, actually, the single, the first single they put out, that that changed my life. And yeah. then the cassette, just a, a continuation of that. You know, and of course, I was friends with them back then. And when they were recording that stuff, uh, I, I would have to say the Sex Pistols and the Dam's first album. They 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 changed everything for me. But I, I you know, it's I can't say three because Ace of Spades has to be yeah. in there because that was a game changer for me. Master of Reality was a game changer for me. You know, like. There's no way I cannot say Black Sabbath and Motorhead and the Bad Brains. There's no fucking way that I cannot say those yeah. bands. 
but how can I leave out hear nothing, see nothing, say nothing? How can I leave out black metal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know. I mean, these are records that really fucking shaped my songwriting. You know, I fucking talk shit about Kronos's bass playing, man. Fuck you. I love Kronos's bass playing. He's a fucking, <laughs> you know, besides whether you fucking want to hate on his bass player or not, he wrote some great fucking songs, and none of those motherfucking death metal, thrash metal, fucking metal, whatever the fucks, not one of them would sound the fucking way they do if it wasn't for Venom. So yeah. all the shit they want to talk about Kronos, they could fucking stick, stick right up their ass because <laughs> they would sound the fucking way they do if not for him. Yeah. So fucking blow my fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you can fucking go suck my dog's dicks. Fucking <laughs> give them props. Okay? Motorhead, you know, bad brains, habit. These are the things that made me. Hear nothing, say nothing, change my fucking life. You know, I always think of discharge like there was before discharge and then there was after discharge. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. she just changed after that album. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like all of a sudden people were like, whoa, that's what power yeah. sounds like. Like, pow. Like, it's like, sounds like a fucking Panzer division, like, coming through your house. Like, mm. oh my God, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, like, ah, oh, you know? No, so, yeah. definitely. No, no, that's, that's a damn, I mean, I, I saw the three, but no, it's a damn fine collection, and you're right. You can't yeah, just like, sort of yeah, so. me, bro. And how the fuck can I leave out, like, Bob Marley's fucking the live uh, album, you know, was it? Uh, just Bob Marley Live, that's what yeah. it was called. Not not Babylon by Bus, but the other one, the one that I think was recorded in uh, England in the 70s, what was it, 77? Mm -hmm. I don't remember. That, that's one of the albums that I've been playing longer than any album I've been playing yeah. in my life you know yeah and still do <laughs> cool no no Bob, I, yeah I was listening to Bob Marley the other day in fact um, yeah. <laughs> um, but finally um, what what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not writing stuff uh, I know you kind of jujitsu is really the only other hobby I mean yeah. and it's not even a hobby it's really just you know uh, it's just an, it's just another Another one of my limbs, you know. <laughs> Music is like my arms. Jujitsu is like my legs, and yeah. you know, my family is my heart and my soul. You know. Cool. Well, thank you very much. I've absolutely loved speaking to you today, Harley. Well, um, pleasure talking to you, man. I look forward. Hopefully, we can do it in person. You know. Yes, definitely, definitely. Hopefully, if the dates next year go go ahead, yeah, um, I will definitely be there in London. So. Got like uh, two weeks in the UK, from what I understand. Like a uh, bunch of shows all over England, as well as a uh, bunch of shows in Ireland and Scotland. So, yeah. you know, if I, if I had my way, I'd you know I'd, I'd get an extra you know school bus or some shit and fill it up with a bunch of maniacs and fucking do a tour with like my own army of fucking hooligans and just have a good time for a fucking couple weeks. Yeah. You know? So if anybody wants to arrange that, you know, yeah, I'll, let us I'll know. put the feelers out for you. <laughs> I'll put you all on the guest list every night. You just have to fucking sign up, you know. <laughs> awesome. Harley, thank you very much, man. You have a fantastic right. rest of your day, all right? You too, brother. You take thank care, you. man. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.